from One of One Production Studio, located in Fort Lee, New Jersey, this is the Art of Music Tech. And now, here's your host, Fela and Dennis. Let's go, let's go, let's go, and welcome to the Art of Music Tech. Um, I'm with my co-host, Dennis. I'm here, guys. Hi. All right. Uh, I'm Fela, and today, again, very quickly, we have Patrick Smith back. Uh, head of broadcast audio for American Idol and many other things that you've heard and didn't know he's touched. Right. <laughs> Welcome back, Patrick. Hey, thank you for having me again. All right. right. Yeah, Absolutely. well, we got into your personal story into audio. Uh, now we're just going to go uh, straight nerd tech stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we decided to, to tackle... Uh, cables, high-end cables, do you need them? Do they matter? Right. And, uh, well, we've already said yes with mm-hmm. 23DB. So, and uh, also <laughs> knowing that Patrick actually has knowledge in hi-fi audio. Exactly. Uh, yes. So mm-hmm. we wanted another voice on sense. this. And yes. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let, let's talk well, cables. Like we'll, I stated last time, uh-huh. I kind of veered off you know, and looked into consumer audio because that was where all my products ended up in the hands of a consumer. Yeah. So, and it ended up either on a record, cassette, or a CD. That's right, cassette. <laughs> <laughs> so, you had to think about, well, how these people listen, how, how these people at home listening to this. So, I started, you know, and I always, how I really got into the technology was I started out with stereo systems and stereo magazines and talking about stereo magazines, reading stereo review, uh, stereo files, stereo times, all the stereo magazines, consumer stereo magazines that led me to go to like the different shops and everything and look at the speakers and look at the technology and listen to it to see if I could hear a difference. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when we, we and then when you step it up, you know, the basic systems you got like the jc penny catalog systems or the radio shack systems you're in the store you're not gonna really hear a difference with with, with that because <laughs> yeah. it's just you know it's, it's put together as quickly as possible to sell as one complete set yeah and you don't have to worry about that yeah so but then you like go to like a, a really nice stereo store and sound you know the first real stereo i heard had sound investment yeah right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. it was like a yamaha natural sound and stereo integrated amplifier uh, connected to a pair of Boston acoustic speakers. Uh-huh. And it was like, holy crap. Yeah. This is stereo? Then you can hear depth, you can hear the room, you can hear the reverb, and you can just hear everything. So it's like, oh my God, it was mesmerizing. It was almost like the first time that I heard a band play, like in the third or fourth grade. Yeah. You know? uh, we were at a football game, and my brother was playing in high school, and I sat next to the band, and it was the first time I really heard and felt the energy of a live band. Yeah. That's what I've been and been after all my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to, 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 get that, to get all that energy that I felt onto a record so people at home can feel what I feel, what, what it's like in the room. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're just basically documenting what a person sounded like. It's like we're historians. Like we're documenting it. So yeah. when people can look back on 19... You know, because I've been, you know, it's weird. I started, did my first record, Brandon Marcellus, 33 years ago, starting like around July 4th. Now, I'm not that old, really. I, I was doing them when I was 10 years old. So, <laughs> so when you look back on that, that's what I tried to do then, and that's what I'm still trying to do. And I was just like, wow, been in this business all that time. And then, you know, you look at the ebb and the flow of it, the ups and the downs, and the good records, the not-so-good records. All you're trying to do is convey. Like, if you will go back to 1987 or 86 or something like that, then you can say Branford Marcellus sounded like this on this day. And if I did my job, you would know exactly what he sounded like. Mm-hmm. And then you can, like, if you put all the records and line them all up in chronological order, you can hear the progression. You can hear he how can he hear got that. better, yeah. how he became, he you know, a saxophone master. And then this, and he's like, okay. And then now it's like, wow. Yeah. Now I know the whole scope of his work and what he sounded like. And any artist that I've worked with, what the same way. But... You have to be able to convey that to the consumer so they can get that. So this led me on a path of like re- revisiting those magazines again and, and looking at the stuff. And by that time, like companies like AudioQuest were in the mix, uh, Wildworks, uh, Cardgers, uh, uh, you know, all these cable manufacturers, Kimber Cable, uh. were all 
you know, making cables. This is the beginning, you know, like the Kimber cable, the PB&J was a very simple cable, you know, no, no installations, no jackets or anything, just cable. And it was like red, white, and blue. It was like, wow, it's like braided and everything. It looked very simple. And then it's like, okay, if I try this cable, will I hear a difference? And I had like a little cute little stereo system set. I had like some Arise speakers. I think I had like a Carver Sunfire amplifier or something like that. And, you know, like a little, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, CD player, Sony or Philips or something like that. Whichever uh-huh. got me into like just below the high end, like the mid range uh-huh. that sounded good. They got good reviews. So, uh-huh. you know, that's the kind of system I had. A good mid range system. Not anything high end or anything. So yeah. I would put this put the cables in and start experimenting with them and that led me down a path of you know financial ruin <laughs> you know because once you buy one cable then you gotta buy another cable uh-huh. you know, oh my god this cable's six hundred dollars oh uh, i gotta have it and then exactly. it's like it's like, it's like crack you know you yeah. gotta, you gotta, once you hit that once you hit that high-end audio pipe you gotta keep coming back to it you just can't get off of it so so what happened is, so, so I, I started to really learn and read and see, okay, the theories and everything behind this stuff. And some of it was weird, I will admit, but I learned a lot about, you know, the consumer, the vernacular, the, the vocabulary of, of, of high-end audio. You know, they would say stuff like uh, pitch definition, which is very, that's, that's, that's you know, stuff, stuff that I always refer to today. You know, the depth of the field, the depth uh-huh. of the field of the room, the, deep, the, the deepness of the room. I can hear the front to the back. It emerged from a pool of blackness. You know, so you get all these consumer terms uh-huh. and then you go, okay, I need to translate that into a professional term. It's almost like working with a producer and he says, uh, more blue, orange, you know, and it's like, okay, I have to translate this into a technical uh-huh. uh, approach into how to get to what he's telling me. Uh-huh. Because what he's saying is very synesthesia-like. So, so it's very mm-hmm. synesthetic. So it's like... I had to convert that. I had to redo the reverse engineering because most people hear the music and they see the color. So I had to reverse engineer that, take the color, and work it into technology. Uh So then you take all these turns, you put them together. So then I go into the studio, so I always have this in the back of the head. So that led me to cables. First, you you just start at the source. You say, okay, what can I? How can I do to easily improve mm-hmm. what I'm doing? So you will you look at cables. That's an easy upgrade because if you always go with the stuff that's out of the box, that's just sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But more than get likely, it's manufactured because they know that you're not gonna really use this cable. We just throwing it in to say we put a cable in the box so you don't complain. Uh huh. You know. Yep. Yeah, so you can buy What's 10, the bare 000, minimum we yeah, can, can get away with. Ten thousand dollar receiver and amplifier. <laughs> it's gonna have that cheap RCA, you know, black and white cable in it. <laughs> it's just like uh, wow, this thing basically from the dollar costs, store. Yeah, right. Absolutely, it costs less than a dollar to manufacture it, but they threw it in anyway just because to give it to you. Now you plug that in, you don't know any better. And then one day, now this is the this is the upgrade that gets you because one day you go from that. And just say you get monster cable or something. That's a significant improvement of mine. And I have a lot of things about monster cable that I don't like because I think they, they put all their money in the marketing. They make good, solid cables, but they put all their money in the marketing. So yeah. people, so everybody automatically says, well, monster cable. That must be good cable. Monster cable. Because I heard about it. I read about it. I saw an ad. I saw something. It was like Dre Beats. You know, monster. Oh, my God. It's got to be monster. It's got to be good. Wow. It's got to be better than. I don't want to get a man in the job or anything, but people already automatically assume that because they put all their money in marketing. It's good engineering, and it, it makes such a difference between the, the stuff you got in the box to that. So that's a significant step up. So Monster Cable ruled that market. Mm-hmm. The entry level, the high-end market. Uh-huh. Now, if you did a little more research, and then you be like, hey, man, Wireworks. You know, you see an ad, and he's like, okay, go check out that cable. And they make beautiful cables. They make beautiful cables. I mean, you look at the cables, it's like, wow, it's well put together. Yeah. And it feels like something significant. You know, yeah. there's weight to it. It has locking interconnects and everything. And so you start to go up the mm. ladder, and then you get to a point where you go, okay, do I really want to go for it with this and keep spending money, you know? start selling, you know, my watches and, <laughs> you know, to get audio gear. So there's a point you have to go, okay, now that I'm in, in, into this realm yeah. of upgrades and everything, what's good solid engineering, what's not good solid engineering? Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. at least getting the key pieces mm-hmm. uh, for, for us, mm-hmm. it, it was upgrading the monitors. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not exactly getting better monitors, but oh, okay, if cable does matter, we definitely need them on the monitors because mm-hmm. that's what always comes with some mm-hmm. crappy cable, and you just pay seven hundred dollars a a, a mm-hmm. monitor. $1,400 a pair, mm-hmm. uh, four mm-hmm. grand or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and then still using a, a $2 cable, Hose. you know, <laughs> that's coming off the, the mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, so it was putting it mm-hmm. on our monitors that we were like, right. oh, it, our... Our small studio sounded like a real studio mm-hmm. for a change. Right. It, for mm-hmm. us, that was the the difference mm-hmm. of, of of like, oh man, you know, we sound like everything is sitting where it's supposed mm-hmm. to sit. Finally, because mm-hmm. you're you're always in this weird limbo in those small rooms. Yeah, of mm-hmm. like. This is all right. I'm recording audio, but this yeah, doesn't sound like right. what. It's like it's like listening. The it's depth. Like, it's you like just when don't you, get. Yeah, it's like looking out the window, and then you open up the window. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you're looking out the window. And everything's muffled. Yeah, and you can kind of hear what's going on, and then you open it up, and it's like, wow, Whoa, you get so yeah. much more information, and that's what mixing is all about. Getting yeah. all the information, mm-hmm. you know, because. You don't want to restrict that. It's like yeah. you don't want to mix with one eye. You don't want to mix with one ear. You don't want you know. Yeah. You want to be able to see into the mix and and manipulate all the sounds, especially with regards to panning and yeah. you. You want that to be accurate. And you also want that to translate. Yeah. Translate down the line. So when when it comes out on Spotify or title, whatever it comes out on, it's like wow, that sounds it's like the mix I heard. Exactly in the what yeah, mm-hmm. exactly what I heard yeah. when it left yeah. my studio. And that took a long <laughs> that took a long time to get to. That's a long process. Oh okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But it it was a gear thing for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. It was just like what for you know, at first it, we we changed out like the XLR and or, you know going into it. Mm-hmm. Then it, few, like a year or so later, we got into Wire World mm-hmm. with the power, and yes. we were like, "Oh, that's a very important thing." To it also. took and it, it USB like, as well, oh. and uh, we have one level. USB. And that's yeah. something also that I brought in from consumer power. Yeah. There's a, there's there's issues dedicated to just power, power supplies, power conditioners. Like again, some of it's solid engineering, some of it's free dust. Uh-huh. But you have to look at the whole scope of the thing and increase your knowledge and say, okay, wow, everything's not perfect. Sixty cycle, one twenty, you know, uh, uh, one twenty. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Coming in off the wall, you know, it varies. You know, they're different, like different parts of the day. Like you know, like now it's a hot day. So everybody has the AC on. Everybody, you know, is at home watching TV now. Blah, blah. So the, the the quality of the power is going down because there's a there's a there's, everything's being tapped into. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the power yeah. gets reduced. Uh-huh. And then you know, <laughs> late at night, it's always something you learn. Also, it's better to work or listen to audio stereo systems late at night because everyone's going to bed and the power's better at night and there's mm-hmm. less. Uh, so true, so true. Notice many times because everybody's recorded sleeping, that and all the TVs too. off, everything. So all this stuff is not going back into the line. Everything's not polluting the line anymore. Yeah. So that's something that's that's okay. That's logical. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So then, then you get into like power strips. Do I get a conditioner? Uh, yeah. Do I get just the, you know? And then again, monster <laughs> cable. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Things, they you know? sure did. Yeah, right. And then you step up to something. You know. Yep. First, I just was into the wall, and and then I had a couple of minor, you know, things, nothing significant. Then I read an article in Stereo Review. It was like a, a central, uh, 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 central products uh, ESP. Yeah. They make power cables. Oh, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. I see them at AES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Very good company. Yeah, Solid now. engineering. Uh, Michael. Uh, yeah, he said he's been developing for like 20 years, yeah, over 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he has great, great yeah. stuff. Michael Griffin yeah, yeah. is I, I, I met I him. Know, yeah, Michael Griffin. Yeah, Central yeah. Sound Products. Yeah. Central yeah. Sound Products. So, so I didn't know him. I not met him at this point. Uh-huh. So he had like a, a power strip that I... I, it was a uh, um, so you know I forgot how much it cost. It was a lot. It was it twelve hundred, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but this is a long time ago. Oh wow! Yeah, but it I was still it was he still, has one it, now. It was it's, still up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was uh, you know so I had to get it down to an amount that my wife would notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then you say so then I in Bel Air, California, there was a stereo shop. I think it was going out of business, and I just happened to see it, and I go, wow. Oh. 
guess people, let me call and see if they have it. So they had it, and it was a demo, off-the-floor demo. So I went in, went up there, drove up there, got it, came back, plugged it in, and it was significant half. It was, it felt like, it felt like, wow, significant. It was like, wow, this is something I'm holding in my hand, you know? So the cable was high quality cable, you know, the, the, the connectors, everything was just high quality. Plug it in the wall, plug your stuff in. It's like, oh, whoa. Okay. Uh-huh. And, the, you know, they say that, you know, the noise level will decrease. It actually did because I had a slight hum in one of my speakers. Very faint. You mm-hmm. it way up. It went away. It's yeah. the quality of the cable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was real copper. It was real, you know, so it's like, okay, it wasn't like, you know, uh, uh, aluminum clad or Copper clad aluminum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times you get uh, yeah. that cheap stuff is chintzy. Uh, that's that's not that's co- not copper all the way through. But anyway, that's that's a good thing. And you know, you start with cables, and then you start playing around with different power cables. And, and also, you know, and boys and girls at home listening, if you if you want to upgrade your system, you know, uh, a lot of great companies like Wildworks, solid engineering company. You know, just an amazing company. Didn't they invent the uh, the comparator? The things that allow you to to uh, 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 to compare cables. It's like a box. It's like a box. It's square and everything. And they oh, you can plug in your that? cables, and then you can do cable test. Oh, cable test yeah, yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. they have. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. all in the face. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so that's in like it most. Yeah. So. And their, and their Tour, stuff is toolboxes solid, in there, yeah. <laughs> solidly engineered. Yeah. You know, not anything weird or that's so esoteric. It's like, yeah, I don't know about that, you know. Yeah. Because you know, some, some cables defy physics, defy the laws of physics, you know. It's like they, they can do so much. It's like, nah, nah, they can't do that much. That's, that's impossible, you know. <laughs> like a company like that or if it's like you're just now getting into it and you say, okay, I got the. The cable that came in the box, I want to up. I want to do something. I got to do something, but I can't really afford anything. I'm a poor college kid. What hospital grade cables? So is, true. Which is most of what all the, a lot of the components. That's how they build their stuff. Cause hospital grade stuff has to be. We have power conditioner. Remember, I bought for fifty dollars. Oh yeah, a battery. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, it yeah, was right. a, the the battery. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So the stuff has to be engineered well because you have people's lives on the end of um, the power. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it has to be clean, yeah. has to be consistent, mm-hmm. has to so. be at the best of the best level right. and not mm-hmm. dipping mm-hmm. Uh, on a on the a heart machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good way to upgrade from just a basic in the We box. have one already. That, that's a great tip. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh-huh. At my house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought it off of the Craigslist for yeah, like right. $50. Yeah, right. Oh, that's cool. Somewhere in Jersey. And that's a great way to upgrade. And then that can, that can be your path into upgrading cables and just researching stuff, you know. Don't go for the snake oil. Just just sit there and look. You, you know, a lot of people are the engineers. So just just read and make sense to you. Solidly, you know, engineering. It has a good principles behind it. Just, okay. I'll, I'll try that. You know, remember there are places that you can demo cables too. So you can get it, bring it home, try it out. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. But then as you send up the ladder, then, then it gets like, if you like it, if it fits you, then use it. You uh, if it makes the job... Mm-hmm. quicker and yeah. easier mm-hmm. to hear so you can Abs- get these mixes out <laughs> absolutely <laughs> without mm-hmm. a bunch of revisions because you couldn't hear and then yeah. they're listening mm-hmm. on another <laughs> yeah, right. pair of speakers uh, the mixes don't translate well yeah. and you're like complaining well my speaker system's not it's like they don't want to hear that yeah. you, less. you have you to know. if you want to you know make make a living off of doing this this <laughs> right. is something that mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. To address right. in your system, mm-hmm. so and it happened recently. One of one of the guys he was listening uh, in his BMW. All of the mixes I would send him, mm-hmm. he would sit in his BMW okay. and listen to a new BMW. One of those uh, yeah, recent like maybe five, seven mm-hmm. years. Okay, mm-hmm. recent. So, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hey, I listen in the car." Yeah, cars yeah. have great stereo systems now. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, built in. You don't even got to, like, go and pit a bunch of... Yeah. Surround, too. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, yeah. When I lived in Los Angeles, I had an Audi uh, S4, and it had a uh, Bang & Olufsen system in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was amazing. 
Yeah, it was fun. Wow. You know, stuff up. And then, you know, all the car manufacturers are, are teaming mm-hmm. up like JBL. Oh, yeah. Focal. Yeah, yeah Focals and mm-hmm. Peugeot. Yeah. Yeah. All the French mm-hmm. stuff. So Yeah, man. So a lot of the high-end man. Uh, there's a company called, I think, Burmeister. Mm-hmm. They're like in Bugattis or something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, they're really, in. Okay, really yeah. Yeah. So all these manufacturers, they like, because it's prestige. Oh, yeah. You know, the higher in the car, you know, the most, pre- oh, you know, better experience. Yeah. The system in it, you know? And they're moving mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. So, hey, it mm-hmm. helps everybody. Yeah, nice great. partnerships. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think the consumer in and the professional in, they, they go hand in hand. Yeah, you know, and you know a lot of the stuff you learn from them, and then you learn. Well, okay, this is, I mean, we're engineers, so we can we can kind of spot the snake oil. Oh yeah, you said we got no, nah, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or you know, just a good old fashioned test. Mm-hmm. Do I really hear well, it? That's, is that's this, the thing. Is Plug this, it in and hear it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and that that translates to a lot of cables. You know, then you know you start with the power. Then I did that, and I did the hospital upgrades. Just just just. just Stay cool and not spend an ridiculous amount of money. Uh-huh. And I upgraded to like NHT uh, 3.3 speakers, which is like tall tower speakers with, with two tenant subs in the side. Very good sounding speaker. Our soundstage could, could really just blast them, you know, and they could play loud. It was very impressive, too, you know. And they, they coupled with the wall, and you can use the wall to, to, to add more base, or you can pull a formal wall to, to clean oh. up the base to make it cleaner. Because the subwoofers were designed, the bases of the thing is like, you know, when you put a speaker in the corner, and it, you know, and the whole wall uh, resonates, mm-hmm. or, you know, in sympathetic vibration with the wall, and the base builds up. Is that sort yeah, of thing? The, yeah. Is that sort of concept that, uh-huh. that, they, that they base the speakers on? But so then you say, okay. Audio cables, you know. I had like a drawer full of them. I had all kinds of, you know. I had Wildworks, I had Kimber, Audio Quest, you know, all solid engineered cables, all sounding good, you know. And then, and then, and then you get into digital cables, cause then I bought an external uh, uh, converter, you know. Oh, Take okay. the diff output of your uh-huh. speaker, plug it into the converter. Yeah. And then that's a whole nother, oh uh, yeah, whole nother set of forms that- for digital cables only. <laughs> You know, do which you do, we have those two. We yeah. upgraded out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So do you do AS? Do you do diff? Do you do optical? And everybody's like, no, optical. That's horrible. It's like, okay, that's horrible. You know, so then you say, like, okay, what about spdiff? Spdiff. Okay, that's cool. But you know, AS is like the holy grail of it. And then you get into the cables. Uh huh. And then you know, then I started reading things and things started making sense. And then it's like, wait, wait a minute. And then, then, and then I said, okay, spdiff cable seventy five ohms, right? So he's 75 ohm cable, AES 110. So is that cable actually 75 ohms? <laughs> and I would actually call up manufacturers to ask him that. And they would go, eh. And I go, well, what about the connector? What kind of connector you put it on the end of that? Did you measure it with the connector or just measure the cable? So it's like, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, and then they're like, okay, we get back to the asking stuff. And, you know, and then I think one year, I think it was Canary or... Somebody made a cable, and they made it a point to say that we have a true 75-ohm connector connected to this cable. So I bought that cable. It's not very expensive either. Mm. And I had, forgot what I had. I had, like, a, just a standard, standard, I had, like, just a standard uh, Spadiff cable. I forgot who made it or something. But it's not nothing special, just an entry-level cable. Mm-hmm. And then I plugged that in, and I tell you I can hear the difference. Mm-hmm. I can hear the difference. Even my wife can hear the difference. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. My wife has very good ears, by the way. Yeah. Ah. So, you know, it's a long, long, long. That's another long story. That's a, <laughs> that's a whole other set of. That's a whole other show. Oh, okay. Anyway, we've we been high school in band, so she's a musician also, ah. and she has very, very good ears, very good hearing. So, uh, uh, so I, I sat her down one day. I said, "Do you hear the difference between this and this?" I said, "Which one you like?" She said, oh, "I like that one." I said, "Why?" So she told me that the vocal, and she could reverb around the vocal a little bit better, had a little bit more presence, a little, you know. But it's like, wow, okay. And I was like, wow, I heard the same thing, so I knew I was not crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah. So you get there was a quantifiable change. You know, that's the thing. Is it uh-huh. a quantifiable change? Or are you just making it up because you just wrote that check? Check. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, long. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I personally kind of had that with, um, I think, with, with kind of Monster and um, mm-hmm. uh, with the, um, yeah, the, the Japanese. Uh, 
Mogami. 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 Yeah, right. You're I the... didn't really. I personally, I, mm-hmm. I I tried, and I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never personally heard the difference with those. So right. that's when I was like, ah, snake oil. Yeah, right. With, with, you know, it kind of turned well, well, me like off. Like I said, my you know, was first. all about marketing. Yeah. And you know, so the cables, uh, who knows? They were. They just look. They look great. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. The gold plated. They felt kind of Yeah, yeah. Especially compared to that plastic stuff that came out the box. <laughs> exactly. And, like, well, and then you had to force them to put them on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was always a resistance. So it's like, wow, this is really like Yeah. Down. You know, but I think but absolutely better than an entry level cable. Yeah, I didn't. You know? I, I didn't really hear the difference. And it mm-hmm. wasn't until I got into like clots and. Mm-hmm. and and then now, uh, Wire World with the power. And yeah, I mean, Clots it, cable is very good. Yeah, cable. yeah. Clots, mm-hmm. that, that was our first thing of like, oh, I hear it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, oh, mm-hmm. the system sounds insanely yeah. better now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has more dynamic range. Uh, yeah. It breathes better. Exactly. You know, it, it feels more effortless. I mean, yeah. yeah. It, mm-hmm. ta- it takes your, your, your monitors to a whole nother. You're like, oh, right. this it's is the same. It's not like it's coming out of two separate speakers. Yeah. It's the sound stage. Yeah. So you can see into the mix. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Mm-hmm. That's what I was like. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We got to. So that makes mixing a lot easier. Yes. So much easier. Yes. The way that they normally would. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you can place your mixes better. It just, mm-hmm. it just. You, you have, have to, mix to do while, it. This yeah. is the tools that mm-hmm. you have to have mm-hmm. that I always hear. I, well, I'll see students and, mm-hmm. you know, young engineers act, mm-hmm. asking about. And it's mm-hmm. like, what can you do without breaking the bank? And it's like, you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. you know, you need to research or or. You know, yeah, go to these places and, 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 you know, try out the cable and, you know, try out what you like and bring it back or whatever. Yeah, but right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go through a process, though. Go, go through a process of Yeah, instead you know? of like, oh, I read this this review and that review. Yeah, so I thought I'd get it. Like, yeah. Oh, you have to come to your own conclusion. Yeah. Something's I've, worked for you, something is done. That's so why they true. Make cars and all those colors. That's why they make shirts and all those colors. Yeah. Because some things work for people. Some things just yeah. don't work for. And you don't have to do a bunch of cables. It can no. just be the two for mm-hmm. your mind. This just key places like that, or mm-hmm. for your vocal setup. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. a really good chain mm-hmm. of, of cable yeah, going through no, every okay. part of yeah. your chain. Mm-hmm. Is this going to make a difference? It's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Right, absolutely. You know, okay, you don't need to put it, put that on your 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 headset on your <laughs> yeah, right, on your right. headphone. Listen, yeah, back. Right, right, right. you don't need to put mm-hmm. that kind of stuff on that. Mm-hmm. But everything in your recording chain, yes, start at the microphone and, work, the, your and work your way back. Mm-hmm. You want to have mm-hmm. the best possible cables yes. mm-hmm. on the power and on your audio side, right? To mm-hmm. get that that next level feel like yeah. that that mm-hmm. like so that you feel like your mix is just really sitting in yeah, there right right and the same thing with consumer and like if you go to most studios they just had generic uh xlr cables you know and then when monster had a lead way tonight i was reading mix magazine I forgot who the engineer was but he said that i went this is funny because now it's like oh that's what everybody does now he went straight from the microphone into a preamp via monster cable and directly in the machine. He said it was the most amazing sound he ever heard because he bypassed all the other electronics and transformers and all this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like, well, everybody pretty much records like that now. You know, they pretty <laughs> yeah. much go, you know, they go from the microphones uh, to the interface, from the interface via Firewire or Dante <laughs> or something into their computer now. Uh-huh. So that's just like normal. But back then it was such a revelation. Like, so then people were like, experiment. <laughs> like, and like I, like I said, we bought 16 channels of API preapps just to bypass all that. Because yeah. Because I was reading those articles like that. So uh-huh. like, wow, that led us to that position. Yeah. You know? So I was like, okay. So because that made a significant difference. Uh-huh. You know, because a lot of the consoles you would go to in the 80s, late 80s and everything, uh, they sometimes not in the tip-top condition. They should be not in the optimum operating you know, uh, <laughs> range or whatever the case may be. So, oh, yeah. So you had to figure out a way to work your way around, around. the studio. You know, yeah. Because remember, you know, 
it's very expensive to maintain consoles in studios. You know, you have to have a constant maintenance crew, but some studios had, some studios didn't. So we uh-huh. just want to make the process more consistent. And I also allowed us to to set up our own. Because we we recorded uh, uh, Requiem, Bradford Marcellus's record, Requiem, at a place in Terrytown, upstate. Oh yeah, I'm in the Terrytown. It's a concert hall there, so we had yeah, our, sure so is. Yep. We had our you know 16 channels of API, then we rented some more to make it get it up to 24. We basically built the studio in that concert hall, the way the way classical uh, engineers and producers would at, go to a concert hall and build or control room in one of the rooms. You know, same same concept, but it made it so much easier because we had already been doing that in the studio. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh-huh. So it was pretty much you just go up and you do it by yourself. You know, it's a one man job. You know, you're lugging out equipment, put preamps on stage, run all the cables and everything, uh-huh. to, right to the machine and blah, blah, blah. And then get like a monitoring console, like a Studer or something like that. Uh-huh. Then maybe you have a Soundcraft. Now, now it would be, and then later on it became like a Mackie, you know what I'm saying? But, but back in the day, then. You would either, you know, record to an analog machine, which we recorded analog SR, and then we, you know, then one song we recorded to that 33, 48, 24 bit machine that I told you that was like two months later was obsolete. Uh, yeah. You know, like recording of a million dollar machine, like, later rendered obsolete by Pro Tools. So, yeah. And or you would be like, recorded D88s or something, you know, with, with the Studer converters. Remember, they used to make the Studer packer converters oh, and everything. Yeah. And then you could, you know, plug it right into the D88s, which, you know, which was sound, was a great sound, you know. And oh, then yeah. You could, then you could split bit, you know, you can go up to 24 bit, 96K, and then you would get half the tracks, and this thing will like split split the data. Uh, uh-huh. so, yeah, right, 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 right. Oh, See, all right. Uh-huh. Look that yep. up, young, youngins. Look that up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that, those are the good old days where you trying to get to the higher bit rates and higher sampling rates. You know, you had to. You know, they was had to do all kinds Make of some weird, sacrifices. Yeah, all kinds of somersaults. <laughs> so, you know, and again, that was like you know just using the consumer stuff and you know and cables and stuff. And we started out using B and W eight hundred one speakers. B and W, yeah. yeah but those, those things were thirsty. Woo. Yeah, you talk about thirsty, man. Oh my God, those speakers were very inefficient, and they did a lot of power drive them so you had to lug around a huge amplifier and the cables oh my god and no speakers oh my god it was so heavy and we had cases for them and everything you know it was like ugh, lugging those things around but now everything's self-powered mm-hmm. it's not that make life so much easier <laughs> every amplifier in the speaker if it has one amplifier or two or three it's optimized for that driver so, you know, so it's like you have to guess. Like, you know, oh, do I buy <sighs> half Do I buy Macanize? Do I buy, you know, whatever amplifier, you know, at that time? Yeah. Do I buy Carver? Do I, you know, so it's like everything's Gosh. optimized for that speaker. So you uh-huh. just plug in those XLRs, and, you know, come off the console, whatever, and you just mix. And it's mm-hmm. like, ah, okay. And then, you know, maybe, you know, like you said, maybe if you want to get better, you upgrade the cables, upgrade the uh, the, uh, the power connectors to it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I have a pair of Genelex at home, which I use the hospital grade, you know, cables that go into the back of them, and then it's coming uh, out of the uh, the ESP device, you know. Just oh, that yeah, it sounds pretty good, you know, because uh, because I, you know, I could put bigger cables and heavier cables, but they sometimes fall out and everything, so it's not really practical because they're so heavy. True, so I have to yeah. figure out a way. But it's like the room that I need. It's like, yeah, you know, those work and those work great, uh-huh. and they actually help clean up the audio because there's such. They're solidly engineered. They're solidly built. Uh huh. You know, yeah, because they have to have strain reliefs internal. They have to have three separated prongs. You know, separating the ground from the positive leg. So they're really well engineered cable. They have to have so much insulation in them because they have to meet a standard that go that that goes into hospitals. So yeah. that makes that makes some that's solidly engineered cable. So that's yeah. a great entry point, and they, they sound good. They're not taking anything away. They ain't trying to add anything because when we mix, we need neutrality, right? So true. You know, so we don't need. Yes, we don't need, I don't need the high end. It's like when I was talking about colored mixing to engineer with the, yeah. the NS10s. It's yeah. like, well, why must you sacrifice or guess what your vocal level is or what's you know what your high end level is? You know, you need you need accuracy. Yeah. You know. When oh I'm, yeah. When I'm putting 3 dB or 10k on something, it's like that needs to be what it sounds like. Not oh, I shouldn't have did that because it's actually. You know, six dB or ten K. Yeah, right. Or something like that. You know, because it was already, you know, ten K was already prevalent, but I didn't hear it. And you look at the analyzer, you see it, but you don't hear it. It's like it's a crazy. And then uh-huh. second guessing yourself, because that's the last thing a mixer ha- needs to do is second guess himself. Him or herself. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. Oh yeah. You cannot second guess yourself. Uh, and that's why you need these pieces of gear. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. That's why you need to think about the whole chain. I, I mean, it's, it's no magic. starting point Yeah, I, I mean, 
you have a I mean, most people, if you're getting into this, you have a decent mm-hmm. set of ears. You can you can mm-hmm. tell the difference between certain instruments or whatever. But uh, yeah, it, I mm-hmm. think that that's what we're all searching for is that perfection of hearing. Neut- you, sometimes neutral. I feel like you don't have to crank it up so loud when you mix oh, yeah. better cables. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the reason why you crank it up because yeah, you want to hear more elements in uh-huh. the mix. So you have to crank it up to a certain level to get above. Yeah, basically all the noise. That's, that's being generated by your system. Yeah. Because it's age, the system's not properly grounded, it's not properly power conditioned, it's making noises, humming, all that stuff. You have to get above all that stuff. Uh-huh. So, you know, but then you get better cables, power conditioning. It goes down. Stuff, everything goes down. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like the, the consumer term, it emerges from a pool of blackness. <laughs> I like that, though. Emerges from I love it. I love it. That's a, that's right. a great right. explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, well, so, I mean, I mean, Start writing some novels. Yeah. <laughs> he emerged. Look at Sam Jackson. Sound. Turn the corner and he emerged. Sound novels. From Sound. a pool of blackness. <laughs> Sound novels. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the money right there. Made uh-huh. with high-end microphones and high-end cable. I know. <laughs> hey, right. you do the audio version to right. it. Uh-huh. We already ready for that. Yeah, right. Immersive a- audio right. on right. it. Mm-hmm. Immersive. Yeah, yeah. 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 So... What we're working on next today, we're gonna listen to some cables. We're gonna do a video on that. Okay. With you too, Patrick. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and delve even more. Uh, I think we're gonna gonna play some samples in mm-hmm. in the video. Um, try and give you the flattest recording from each. Uh, okay. Or maybe, maybe the I recording little, you like. You know, something you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, you mm-hmm. can hear, or maybe right. we can just grab it from yeah. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Maybe it makes, yeah. maybe if it makes my bad rec- recordings and makes it sound better, then that's oh, okay. Wow, that's different. Exactly. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody else say, "Let's see what I put on the butcher block." You know, you uh-huh. know, exactly. See if that makes it sound better. Oh, uh-huh. maybe it makes it sound the way it sounded when I heard it in the studio, which is like ah. <laughs> no, just oh, was that there? Yeah, right. <laughs> and also, you know, take. Take your recordings to like a high, high end stereo store that you mixed on and play it there. And that's and to see what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. You know? That's very true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. If you, I mean, if it's, you have a nice mixing setup, that's one thing. But once you get to, I mean, that, like you said, that's the end all be all yeah. is the people to listen to. Consumer. Is is consuming. Yes. <laughs> it's the people who paid for this particular project. Yes, absolutely. So, um, man, I don't. Are there any more chains of that anymore? I, I haven't been to a high end. I used I, I used to love going to them. I hadn't seen them. What was yeah, it? I was sound investment. I was trying to think. Oh yeah. <laughs> what was that sound on sound? Well, it it was a a chain. I don't see them anymore now, yeah. or or I guess since well, I moved up here. I recently had the pleasure of going to a place in Brooklyn. I had to pull up the name because I wanted to get it right. It's called Oswald Mill Audio. Oh, and you mentioned all that his speakers yeah. are based on horns. You know, just horns are really ultra efficient ways to reproduce sound. They require very low power. So I went with my uh, my friend uh, Stephen Jevin, who's also a musician. We should actually bring him down to the studio so we get yeah. a musician's perspective on technology and everything. Uh-huh. Oh, so yeah. He invited me up and I went there, and uh, the owner proprietor of the place didn't know, I, didn't know what I had, you know, you know, I was an engineer, but you know what he did. So he's playing a bunch of examples. Like he played me a Duke Ellington record. Oh my God. It was like they were standing in the room, it was 3D. You know, it's it's like when you get to great, great sound, it's almost holographic, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, even those two speakers, it's uh-huh. almost like holographic. It's like amazing. It just wraps around you uh-huh. and the presence is there. So he played a Duke Ellington uh, piece, I think, uh, and it was just amazing. And then he started playing a bunch of different other stuff. Then he just put on a cut, a, an analog, an album of, of, of an album that I did when I mixed Trio Jeepy. It was uh, Jeff Watts and Mill Tenton and Branford. Wow. And it sounded amazing. Uh-huh. It was like, wow. It was, 
it was interesting because I say like hearing into the mixes and being able to hear the size of the room, you could actually feel the dimensions of the room because it wasn't a big room. This was a medium. I say, oh no, that's a small size room for studios back then. Today, this would be a large room. Yeah, because now they 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 recorded on much smaller rooms now. But back then, because RCA A Studio A being the standard, mm-hmm. and then you work your way down, that would have been a small room comparative relative to that. So, and you could you could feel the size of the room. It was amazing, and I was like, wow, it was jaw dropping. Wow, <laughs> you know, okay, and it was like you could actually hear what because a lot of times even that early in the day like I would take my CDs or something I did to a, to a music store higher music store and they would play them and I would hear things in it that I never heard when I mixed it <laughs> it's like well I didn't know I had that much reverb oh my god oh that's a lot of top end yeah ooh, that's not quite enough bass so that really got me focused in on mm-hmm. because of that Back in the studio, I have to make sure I have a great setup. And so then I bought my cables, and I bring my cables to all the studios. I bring my oh, own speakers to the studio. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. So then I'm saying, you know, you upgrade. You have to level up, basically. So everything sure has, to, has to come up. You sure So, do. yeah, you so sure you learn do. from that. And that's a great thing. You go to where it's going to end up. You listen there. You go, uh-oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I would make notes. You can say go back back to the drawing board. Yes. You know, and like this place go to Oswald Mill Audio and I heard heard the mix. I was like, wow, that was amazing. That was just jaw dropping to hear that much detail, that much clarity in a mix. I only had that happen to me one time. Actually, it was doing this record that I was mixing at Capitol Records on the Neve that Rupert Neve himself oversaw the installation of. Uh, uh. it's not there anymore. No, that console's not there. But it was mixing on BMW speakers, very simple setup, uh, because my nickname is Jad EQ, because I used a lot of EQ when I first started, and <laughs> Delphio Marcellus gave me the nickname Jad EQ, so it became Jad EQ. Jad. So then I got into a mall, I said, whoa, wait a minute, I'm not going to use any EQ. So I start. so it's like, and then I started reading articles and figuring out, because it's just, when you're young, you're trying to figure out your way. And how you're going to approach how you work. Exactly. So so then it's like, well, wait a minute. I really don't need EQ. And then I think, I think I forgot who it was. I I talked to, it was like a great engineer and said, well, you go out and you move the microphone or you get another microphone. Don't just grab the EQ. That's not the right way to do it. Go out in the room, listen to the musicians, move the microphone, you know? So it's like, and pick, the microphone that fits the sound that you're trying to hear. Mm-hmm. Not go out and put any microphone on a, on a source and then try and EQ it to get it to sound like it should sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, so I started picking better microphones to start making better decisions and st- started using, no, now, now I record, I don't use any EQ or compression. And back then, so this is a record that, I was in that mode because I'm like, forget Delphi, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna use any more EQ, no more compression, no more <laughs> processing, just maybe some reverb. But great thing, Capital had the chambers. So we used the chambers. I oh. used very little EQ. I maybe used like no more than three dB boost. I didn't cut then. Uh-huh. Maybe just boost. So in one mix, uh, I think it was the nearest nearness of you. Played it back right before I laid it down, and it was just like, this is it. I finally did a mix that I love. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was amazing. Yeah, and even the people in the room were like, oh my god, that sounds like they're standing right in front of you. <laughs> and then immediately put it down, and then that was it. But I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know if it's still translated, and I didn't hear it until I heard it on this system, another super high end system. And I was like. That sounded, and that uh, sounded the way that it should have sounded. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, so yeah. You, you got Yeah, it. that's the only time that it went from that. And then later on, the years as we got better and better speakers, you know, that was more easier. The, 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 the process is a lot more transparent. Plus, but the thing, then you had to go to mastering. Somebody had to master both. And then he still do, you know, with CDs and everything. But you have to go to mastering. You had to go sit with somebody like uh, Bob Ludwig. You had to sit with, uh, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, who was that? Ted Jensen or you know any any of these guys mm-hmm. you know great mastering engineers yeah you know okay well well we have uh, our both of our opinions on uh, 
wires. And now we're going to listen to these said wires. Going to what? We're going to listen to some mixes and go into that. Um, thank you for... That's the fun part. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, part. exactly. The yeah. fun part. One last thing before I go. Any young engineer, if you want to do this, you have to spend hours and hours listening to songs, everything. Get your notepad out, sit in front of your speakers, or get a really good pair of headphones. If you can't afford a system, invest in a really, really good pair of headphones. I, I know you guys still use them to reference your mixes when you mix. Mm -hmm. I have a pair of Sennheiser HD 600, 650s. I replaced the cable. I had a guy make me a custom uh, cable, clots cable, I, you know, and I have uh -huh. like a really high-end headphone amplifier, and, and that's my reference sometimes. When I can't listen to speakers or like my kind of tired, listen to that real low, and that that gives you another perspective. Yep. And then you take the headphones off to see does am I is this translating? That uh -huh. gives you another reference, and then of course you go out to the car. You, you, you use the Oratones, even though they change Oratones, you know, like the old Oratones, <laughs> but the paper Oratones, uh -huh. not not the new one. But you go out, you or listen to you on your phone. Mm -hmm. But your always phone. have references, you know, because sometimes the vocal may be too far, too far, too far back. But the more you listen, the easier it is when you go to the studio. Oh so yeah, sit with sit in the room for hours. I just sit, turn the lights out, close my eyes, and listen and listen for hours. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Troy, I think mm -hmm. it helps. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. I think it helps when you close your eyes and you're, yeah, it, it helps you concentrate it's less on less distraction. Yeah. And then your ears become more aware. Uh-huh. This is like, you know. Yeah. I mean. So just listen, listen, listen. That's the that's the key component here. It is. You know, you that, know that's what? the practice. Yeah, that's right. the every day. Mm -hmm. You have to know mm -hmm. the reactions that yeah. you want to get out of the mm -hmm. out of the gear. And everybody has their favorite brands. They have their favorites. Yeah. As long yeah. as it's getting the end results. The end results. Exactly. That's cool. I'm all for that. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not going to sit and be right. And also, another mixer, uh, Bob Wiley, who mixed the Tonight Show. Before, you know, when we, when, when uh, he mixed the production, he was the head audio mixer there at Tonight Show. He was really into consumer audio. Mm -hmm. And a brilliant engineer. So we used to have great conversations. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And he knew a lot of engineers like Bill Schnee in town. And uh, so sometimes you have conversations about that. So he knew both sides, too, both the consumer end and the professional end. Yeah. And that helps out a great deal when you have somebody you can sit and talk with, nerd talk. Yeah. For hours and hours and hours. And your uh -huh. wife's rolling, and they're rolling their heads back in their head. Like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> you know it's like, <laughs> You yeah. Know, so when you get that response from your partner, uh -huh. then you know you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's so the and that's yeah, that's absolutely. What, listen, listen, listen. Listen. That's the thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. When you record, listen back. It mm -hmm. may not even be the meat. Yeah, the right, mix. You want to hear Mm -hmm. What did you do? Well, yeah, with placement. And, and I know stuff. that helps you when you mix lab sound. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, you know? Oh, yeah. Because now you have a reference and now the systems are so good. It's like, uh -huh. wow, I want this to sound you can, like the You CD. can pretty much, my, my gold standard to like really take it to another level, how I would practice was just taking the left, right. Mm -hmm. recording mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. listening back to it on the way home right uh -huh. and i can admit oh they, yeah that vocal <laughs> is so far back because yeah, right, right. i mean really my whole thing and i kind of i got this from uh dave rat mm -hmm. was to get my left right out to match what i was hearing coming out of the speakers mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. closer i got to that and that that's hard to do because then you're like well, I have to in the same space think as about the as the right. source. Uh -huh. So, but it was like when you turn up those headphones, you want to be able to be like, uh, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. and, and, and not be like, oh, that's insanely different from what I hear. Right, absolutely. Here, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so it was like, okay, that's how I started like tweaking systems. Mm -hmm. To, so that I could get the, you know, whatever I was doing on the faders was what's going to my recordings. Right. Mm -hmm. So the better I had my gain structure, the better those sounded. And, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. I really got to get on this gain yeah, thing. Right, right. Like, right. you uh -huh. really hear, mm -hmm. the, you know, when mm -hmm. it's not saturated enough. Yeah, right, right, absolutely. Oh, when it's mm -hmm. too, say, you know, it's course yeah, right. Especially with but, digital technology. Yeah. Because, really, I mean, you're dealing with bits. Uh-huh. And unless you basically, well, you know, I mean, this is the Charlie Bowie theory. Charlie Bowie is another, he's the mixer on the Tonight Show with me for years. He mixed, he used to mix the music on Harry Connick Jr. 
And he's probably he's, he's a large percentage of the reason why we won an Emmy because the music sounded so great on that show. And that's Charlie Bowie. Yeah. So Charlie's theory was like when, you, when you're mixing digital, you have to basically fill up the bit bucket. If you mix in and your levels are hitting like really really low, you're not getting you're not getting enough bits. So so then. You're not getting a, a robust sound. Yep. You know, so yep. it's like, yeah, so you have to have a certain level. Not too much, not too not little. Too because little. remember, you go too high, you run out of yeah. information. Uh-huh. Not like analog, where it just soft, softens the blow and it saturates. Yep. It clips. Yep. Because you out of information, you out of bits, baby. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> not even Scotty from Star Trek can save you. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Captain, we got no more bits. <laughs> yep. That, that's it. Yeah, right. That's it. So, yeah, so you got to hit in the sweet spot. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. listening back. And, then and, the mo- <laughs> and every converter is different. Like, like, again, from consumer audio, you learn the Ooh. deviation from linearity of different products processors and products yep. so you learn where to have that sweet spot yep. every processor everything has a sweet spot it's not at the top it's not at the bottom but it's somewhere in there yeah so once you find that hey you're good to go yeah and then mm-hmm. once i i started getting that consistently mm-hmm. it took that if people are like wow whenever you're here mm-hmm. it sounds that that's when you get the uh-huh. ultimate compliments mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, live, doing live concerts i know people are bold uh, oh yeah you know, right tap you a horrible last week i saw so it sounded way better we don't know what you're doing little girl <laughs> <laughs> well lead singer's uh girlfriend exactly. would, would definitely uh, come uh, up yeah, and exactly. like, oh. my cousin yeah exactly turn him up exactly i'm a donor yeah <laughs> so and they're yeah. sitting like so close to the stage, the speakers are firing behind them. Exactly. It's like, hey, bro, you, you know you need to. You got that VIP sitting, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, that's like yeah, You're you gotta right. have that that good uh <laughs> that good front front uh yeah, right. that front uh, layer hitting that VIP section well, in the front. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You gotta put those front fields down. Like, okay, those front fields front right there, right off right. the mm-hmm. stage mm-hmm. to hit the. You know the money makers, <laughs> so you know that you that's know that funny. that's how that rolls. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, we're you're gonna see a video we're gonna put out um, a little bit after this. Mm-hmm. It's gonna correspond with this podcast. Okay. So now you got the long form of how we feel about it. <laughs> right, uh, uh, you're gonna get the minute and a half version right, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> via video. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, mm-hmm. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Uh, actually, not iTunes. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. R.I.P. iTunes. Separate that, man. He broke it up. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, again, where, where can they find you? Okay, uh, I'm, what, on, what, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Pimp Tech. P-I-M-P-T-E-C-H. Pimp Tech. <laughs> Pimp tech. Uh huh. And then, uh, you know, I love every, every, I love everything audio. I love consumer audio. I love audio. I love anything that sounds good. I love Formula One racing. So I love motocross racing. I love anything that has sounds in it. Oh, you know, that's the sound wow. of a Formula One car. Loud like the most sound. Amazing thing Ooh. in the world. Oh my God, you know. <laughs> and like we have, we share a love of coffee. Yeah. You know. You know oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Formula sure One. Do. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of that too. Um. All right. So we'll be Pimp Tech on mm-hmm. IG. Patrick Smith, mm-hmm. uh, American Idol, head of broadcast audio. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, from me, Dennis, Patrick, yep. let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. For more information of booking 23DB Productions, visit their website at 23dbproductions.com. Like and follow 23DB Productions at Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, and Twitter for the latest work.